in the kingdom of God, the more you use something that he gave you, you give it away, the more. We're still talking about the role of faith in bringing the prophetic word to come to pass. Amen. The role of our faith. Hallelujah. I was at Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13 and it says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her for she is thy life. Amen. So we need to listen to the word of God. Glory be to God. Listen to the teaching. That the spirit of the Lord began to say something to me that is vital. Hallelujah. Vital for us. He said, in Christianity, you have to engage to profit. He opened my eyes to see something. You have to engage to profit. Just like in sport, they say, no pain, no gain. In Christ, you have to engage to profit. Faith is not passive. It's an active force. I'm participating with God in, in line with his word is vital. We have to do what God says to see what he's talking about. That's what the Bible means when it says faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. We have to participate with God. Be in fellowship and do what he says in his word for the word to work for us. We said that faith is that among other things is that which we must do or must be done to commit God's integrity to perform his word. It is our share of the responsibility for the performance of God's word or that which God had promised. We talked about Genesis 18 verse 19 where God said, gave a commendation concerning Abraham. He said, I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. Amen? And so there are things we need to do to command God's integrity to perform his word. Even as simple as just believing and singing with our mouths. Faith is an act. Hallelujah. Faith is action, acting on God's word. Faith is not a dormant or passive force. Faith is a violent force. Hallelujah. Jesus said from the time of John the Baptist even up till now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. We appropriate God's word like people taking something by force. The believer is supposed to take the promise of God and do warfare with it. And go out there and insist that what God said is true 
and possess it. Hallelujah. Under the old covenant, the Bible said, said to the children of Israel in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, he said to Joshua, everywhere the sole of thy feet shall tread upon, there have I given you, have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, even the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be thy coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Hallelujah. That was what God said to Joshua. Amen. Under the New Testament, the mode of possession is faith. It's accepting what God said, the way he said it, and all of us acting accordingly. When it looks like what we are seeing does not line up with the word of God, we should insist that God's position concerning that matter is still valid and real. That is faith. We take command or charge by faith. Because how do we, why do we do that? Because we know that the things that were made, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were made of things which do appear. And so the things we're seeing were created by invisible forces. Things were created out of things we do not have. What, how did God create the world? Let's go back and look at it. In Genesis chapter 1, from verse 1. It says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning was the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which are under the firmament from the waters which are above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning was the second day. And God said, and if you keep reading, he said, and he said, and things were happening. He was speaking and things were happening. He was speaking and things were happening. The Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians, it says, as dear children, we should be imitators of God. Or hallelujah. That we should be imitators of God as dear children. Hallelujah. 
the King James says, be ye followers of God as dear children. Hallelujah. Other translations say, do things in a like manner as God. So when things are out of order, you will notice that Jesus did everything with what? Words. He cast out devils with what? Words. He calmed the sea with what? Words. And so, when the enemy is trying to insist that it is what is throwing your way that is happening, you have to apply your faith. We said faith is a weapon. Faith is a tool. Faith is an instrument. Faith is a weapon that can be deployed at will by us. Because the Holy Ghost and us are one. There is no dividing the Holy Ghost from us anymore. We are one. Hallelujah. That's why he said to us, let the weak say, I'm strong. He acknowledges that that person is weak. Joel chapter 10, chapter 3 verse 10. He acknowledges that the person is weak. But he says, let him, though he feels the weakness, he sees the weakness, say, I am strong. He tells us in the book of Romans chapter 4 that God calleth those things that be not as though they were. He calls those things that are not visible to the senses as if they were there, real. Why? Because he creates by the word, by the spoken word. God creates by the spoken word. Hallelujah. But we don't do these things independent of God, independent of Jesus. He brought us in. You know, those who say, name it and claim it, bunch, that that's not how the kingdom of God works and all of that, that they're just, you know, living wishful thinking and all of that. Do not understand the principle of God's kingdom. What you're ignorant of, you cannot operate in. Now, some people, when they're ignorant, rather than wait and learn, they speak evil of what they do not know about. And the Bible warns against it. Jesus paid a price for us to come into the kingdom. Now that we're here, we have to live the Christian life. Not because it is labor to us to the degree that we're do, trying to do something that is contrary to us. No. A fish does not do much to swim. Amen. Hallelujah. But it does somehow learn to do it. A human being learns the ways of man by watching other people. But you're not doing something that is contrary to your nature. The one who does not have Christ, who's not born again, 
to do the will of God is contrary to that person's nature. Amen? All right. I said that so that we know that whatever God says to do, we have grace to do it. We have the nature to do it. We have the ability to do it if we are willing to do it. I want you to say this after me. My mind is mine. My mind does not belong to the devil. It's mine. The devil doesn't tell me what to think. God tells me what to think through his word. And his word never changes. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, there are a lot of beautiful things I want to talk about today. But I see, I come to see that the master does not want me to preach faith in isolation of the rest of the gospel. Because the church has an assignment. It's not just benefits that we have. Healing, health is a benefit. It's a covenant benefit, praise God. But it's not the work. The work is not getting healed. Amen? In the book of James, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholding himself, goeth his way, and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continuing therein, and continuing therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. What work? I dare say that it is the gospel. If God didn't have any assignments for us, the day we got saved, we were good for heaven. And if you're a good businessman, when you make good profit, even in the stock market and all of that, you cash out. You cash out your profit and continue trading at least some of your profit. Doesn't that make sense? That if we got saved, we should be in, you know, we're good for heaven. And so as he saves somebody, take him away. Save somebody, take him away. Do you understand? So there are more people in heaven. But he knows that he, the idea is not to take us out of the world, but to use us to reach the world. To talk to the world about him. Matthew chapter 6. It says, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I know this is America. The job means a lot. But the job is not God. You can lose a job and get another job. You can lose God and get another God. Verse 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall, say, what you shall eat and what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? 
Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take it thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now, when he says take no thought here, he's talking about being concerned to the point of anxiety. Because if you're going to buy a green dress, you've got to think about it, right? To the point where it, it takes your attention away from God. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So there's an assignment there in verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. The things that pertain to the kingdom of God. The advancement of the kingdom of God. And God's way of doing things, of being right. Hallelujah. That's what we should seek. We shouldn't make it about material things and that's all we're thinking about the amplifier puts it this way but seek ye aim at strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness his way of doing and being right and then all these things taken together will be giving you besides so we seek God's kingdom the advancement of God's kingdom if whatever you are, you're a medical doctor, you're an engineer, you're a politician, you're seeking the kingdom of God, that must be your focus. The glory of God must be your focus. That God may be glorified must be your focus. Otherwise you lose it. It says, Seek, aim at, strive after, contend for it. So that when we're exercising our faith for other things, we are doing the main thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're already doing the main thing. All these things shall be added to you. Your faith will work for other things. You know, sometimes people get saved and after a couple of years, your joy seems to, the thing becomes same old, same old. You're just 
Not, there's nothing really happening in your Christian life. You're just coming to church, going back home. Coming to church, after a while you get bored. You know, I, I keep going there. They just, sing. you know, you can almost recite it. They will sing, they will take an offering. The man will come and shout at us and we'll go home. That's it, you know. And then, you know. To God, you're being unproductive. Now, if you just got saved, that's okay. A baby can't give birth yet. But you can't be in church two, three years and you're not winning anybody. You're not talking to anybody about Jesus. In the kingdom of God, the more you use something that he gave you, you give it away, the more of it you receive. Every time you talk to people about Jesus, you reinforce your salvation. The Bible says to us, he that watereth shall also be watered. I say, this is America, I can't talk to nobody and all of that. And people are in your face talking about useless things. All your good works, all it does is to be like the burning bush, to draw the attention of the person so that you may preach to him the word of God. Without the preaching of the gospel, men will not get saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? If you love someone, you will talk to the person about Jesus. You and I are the vessels of the Lord. We're the ones who be a witness of his majesty. We're the ones who can talk about Jesus. The world does not know about him.